Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods. Get syndicated. Carta de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Well, my name is Sergio, and I'll be your host in studio. Let me go around the uh, the, the table and the <laughs> virtual table, okay? Let me go to uh, our dear friend Ron Hobbs. Uh, Ron, are you there? No, I'm here. Oh, there you go. It looked like he wanted to drop you. So, anyway, good, good morning, Ron. Morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. All right, very cool. And then we've got, let's see, we've got Ben Seacrest. He's um, on location. He's actually catching some uh, some tuna today. Mia is not here, but he's not really Mia because he's at? At the kids' event. At the kids' event. Mm-hmm. That's the, um, uh, in Brea, it's the, what's the name of that place? Um, gosh. Uh, it's uh, a it. uh, yeah okay, Carbon Canyon, <laughs> Carbon, Car- Canyon. Carbon Canyon. So he's, he's got early. a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, another also in studio. I've got Andrew Mack from Max Fishy Ports. Good night, morning, Mac. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, I, everybody. I can't even say good morning. <laughs> and then returning from some escapades, our dear friend Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. Well, it's going to be busy, busy, busy. Things just heated up mm-hmm. on the local scene. I feel bad for all those people that go, and I'm sorry, Steve, throw you in there, that are going out <laughs> super long range when the fish are right in front of here of um, Newport Beach and Dana. Uh, it, it's crazy what, what happened yesterday. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, just going to say a half-day boat with a 130-pounder, okay? that That's the kind of stuff. And, Steve, it was primarily all uh, spinning outfits, okay? <laughs> so it was quite quite an achievement. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to the captain. He's going to try to give us a call, and we'll get more reports from Andrew here. Okay, so uh, let's uh, go ahead and start. Uh, I'm going to do a shout-out since he's there now, okay, to our dear friend Cliff. Who's at Launch Point? He's at the campgrounds oh, yeah. with his uh, motorhome, so he always showed us the coffee. So good morning, Cliff, and uh, Andrew. Get us started. Well, since you went there, let's go ahead and start there. Our favorite lake, Lake Elsinore. Uh, as you know, Cliff is there uh, enjoying a weekend uh, there in his RV. I hope Cliff is fishing because uh, the catfish are biting, and I know he's staying right there at the RV park by Launch Point. And sure enough, that's where the fish are swimming. They're, uh, they're right around that dock there in the point all over that shoreline. Uh, definitely want to try and get that bite on, uh, the Mac Bites. That's the number one uh, bait right now that's producing for the catfish. Um, they're not very far out, 
usually around uh, I would say cast around 15 feet or so, and then then work your way to 20 to 25, and you should be getting getting hit. Uh, there's also a lot of carp showing up as well, and then uh, we've all seen the wiper wiper being caught just about every day. The only thing with wiper though is they're still too short. They got to be 18 inches, and your limit's only two. So Lake Elsinore is definitely a spot to go. Okay. Well, um, you mentioned catfish in 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson, how many times have we seen people cast to the middle of the lake when the fish are actually a few feet away? <laughs> well, in, in probably most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when you're talking about um, trout, Although that's not what we're talking about at this moment, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to remember that they're that planted trout are usually raised in some kind of a tank that's not that deep. It might be you know six feet deep or whatever, and the fish are used to swimming around at that depth. And anything uh, shallower or deeper, they're they're not that familiar with, so they're going to swim around in a circle in the lake at that depth. And if you can figure out where that is, you can actually score pretty well. Uh, catfish are a fairly shallow water species most of the time. Uh, bass, in particular, can be a, a fairly shallow water species at least at least in the in the warmer months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, people tend to overcast. Um, obviously, if you're if you're fishing at a, a shore fishing spot where there's a lot of people walking back and forth, making noise, et cetera, et cetera, then the fish are going to back off. But um, in ordinary circumstances, uh, the, the fish are going to be up pretty tight. Yeah. And, and you know, the nice thing is, I've, I mean, catfish fishing, or, you know, catfishing, I guess you'd call it, um, it's pretty good. At, oh, at yeah. Elsinore. And they stock on a regular basis. You were talking about the wipers. Steve, what did you uh, calculate uh, should be the time when we should see some legal wipers come out of there? Well, they grow at about one inch a month when they're in the lake. The lake's very productive. There's lots for them to eat. And um, I think they were averaging six to eight inches long when they were stocked. Mm -hmm. And that was about eight months ago. So it's going to be pretty close. There's going to be some some of the faster growers might be be pushing it uh, uh, coming up here this fall. But make sure you've got something to measure them with. Don't eyeball them and go, oh, yeah, that was 18 inches, sure. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no, no. <laughs> That's not cool. That's that's certainly a ticket to disaster and a ticket to a ticket Correct. that you will deserve if you don't measure the fish. I like that. Ticket to a ticket. Ticket, <laughs> ticket to, to a ticket. ticket. All right. Very good. All right. So Lake Elsinore is happening. I'm actually considering going there this evening. Okay. You okay. Gonna check out the bobber? Uh, check out the bobber. So uh, if I can get... All my rods ready. I've got to head over to La Havre, go see uh, uh, GT Palmer over there at uh, Fishing Syndicate. And yeah, I've got to get some some repairs done so that I can have those rods to take with me on Thursday. So got to go get that done. And then from there, I'll come back, pick up Rhonda, and head probably to the bobber. There you and, go. And uh, if I do, I'll send a message to Cliff. And Cliff <laughs> is staying there. You might as well come join us at the bobber, Cliff. He's got a far drive, right? <laughs> yeah, across the lot, <laughs> across the parking lot. Yeah, so um, good stuff there. It's a great city, guys. The one thing uh, we, we don't take consideration, we always think of uh, the lake. Unlike most of the lakes, there's a city attached to it, okay? <laughs> so it, it's not just uh, a watering hole. 
and that's it. There's actually a city, there's restaurants, there's a lot of stuff to do, places you can stay. Launch Point is simply amazing. You can rent boats, you can camp, you can, uh, they've got yurts, uh, they got uh, like 200 and some odd uh, hookups for your RVs. It just doesn't stop. And it's uh, very, very elegant, very, very clean, and um, you're going to have a really good time. In fact, um, I was with John this week, our videographer, and he was looking over at the a Dream Extreme Derby episode that we just uh, taped. And you guys are going to see how nice uh, this place looks. Okay, so Lake Elsinore at Launch Point is really doing real well. Yeah, Jonathan actually just sent me a text there, uh, Jonathan Oliver Skinner. Mm -hmm. uh, he said uh, that they're seeing a lot of baby cats in the lake, which is good. That means that they're spawning. And I believe they're actually going to stock uh, baby cats as well. Okay. So that's <laughs> that's good stuff if a lake can produce its own fish. Yeah, that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so take us to the next one. All right, the next one, uh, we're going to go ahead and switch over to uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. If uh, you guys seen a couple weeks ago, uh, Rick Kesey caught that big boy. That was like 36 pounds over there. Um, I haven't seen anything that big since, but uh, they are getting some fairly decent ones, a lot of fours, a lot of five-pounders. But what I do see the most common is limits. A lot of guys are getting there, and they get their five, and then they're heading home. Uh, one thing with uh, what they're doing is the day after the stock, so they throw them in on a Thursday. They go Friday, and again, like Steve said, don't overcast. Those fish, you know, same with the catfish, just like the trout. They're raised in pins. They're raised in three to four feet of water. So they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to head straight to out to 15 or 20 feet. So the first couple days after the stock, try shallow. Try actually watch the videos. You know, go where they stock. Move around in that area, and you'll find them. Again, uh, they're getting them on the, the Mac Bites, uh, you know, dipped in the Cajun sauce. They're also getting them on a shrimp, and then uh, the M&M combo, which is a marshmallow mealworm combo. <clears throat> so from there, uh, we're going to go to uh, Mountain Lakes, you know, one of Mia's... Uh, uh, Favorite Good. lakes, yeah. Yeah, one of Mia's favorite lakes there. I was actually there uh, this past weekend. Uh, we spent the weekend up there camping. And one thing I saw a lot of was bluegill. A lot of times during the day, they're great fish for kids. I mean, one of the kids in our group, I mean, he must have caught probably 60 or 70 of them. They're only about, you know, three to four inches. But it's a good time fishing. But the problem with the bluegill is that if you're going for catfish, throwing in a mackerel or whatever bait, they're just picking them apart. So it's like you, you don't even get a chance to get bit by the catfish until those you know until the uh, the sun starts going down because in the bluegill, uh, they did stop biting and after that it was just it was fish on. I mean we fished from you know I think I started fishing at 12:30. I had my limit by 1:45. Uh, a couple of the other you know the younger kids or whatever they've never caught catfish catfish before so we put them you know they were catching fish left and right. And then uh, Jaden and uh, and his buddy, you know, they're like 16, 17. Um, you know, they don't really have a curfew, so they actually stayed there till about 5:30 in the morning, and uh, they both got limits. I mean, it was it was I, I want to say wide open, but it was pretty close. I mean, those catfish were definitely biting at nighttime. Now, Mountain Lakes is a private facility, but you can actually buy a pass to go in. Is that how? It uh, works? As long as you're with a member. So let's say if I was to go there, I'm able to get in uh, 10 guests. Uh, with me and then uh, you can buy a fishing pass so uh, so we can go there for the day and fish um, and then uh, same with camping I can actually get a guest camping spot so somebody else can bring you know an RV or a tent or whatever and, uh, and camp for the weekend with me okay very mm -hmm. very cool all right any other ones 
Um, I think I hear the music, actually. You do hear the music, but I, I wanted to make sure I interrupted you during the middle of your... Uh, your thing. Okay, oh. listen. All right, listen. Ron, myself, uh, uh, Andrew here, and Steve, we'll be right back. We're on Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA. A big, huge shout-out to our friend Don Southern, who's listening, and Paul Hayes. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Mr. Nice Guy to you. No, it's all good. <laughs> now, uh, as we get into break, we were talking to Andrew. He's giving us the freshwater report. Let's go ahead and round it off. All right. Um, yeah, as you heard, you know, Mia is uh, at an event today. Uh, it's the uh, the fourth District Kids Fishing Derby over there at Carbon Canyon uh, Park. They, uh, they just stocked catfish the other day, so it's fully stocked, ready for these kids. And uh, they're expecting about 1,000 to 1,500 kids or so that are going to attend this event. Um, being that this is the first one. Uh, I was going to say, that's huge. Yeah. Ron, I mean, you know, we, until recently, the last two years, we were doing Mile Square Park. We were getting about 800 kids, right? Yep, we were. And, uh, you know, plus the adults and everything, we're well, well over 1,000 people total. But, uh, yeah, um, and what I understand, uh, I actually talked to her uh, uh, last week. Excellent. And they're going to maybe they're going to try to put that together again starting next year. Excellent. So we'll uh, we'll make sure that we announce it. We'd love to have all the, the teams participate. The clubs are really, really cool. I mean, Team 57, um, I mean, they, they, they volunteered from day one. Then Casey Anglers joined us, SoCal Anglers, 
uh, joined us, uh, Huntington Harbor, Rod and Reel. So um, it, it's been really good, you know, because we get a lot of uh, help. Fishers of Men have come out with their own uh, volunteers. And when you have 800 people, uh, let me tell you what happens. I mean, the kids are spread out throughout the lake, and then the parents are not allowed to participate other than <laughs> net a fish. Oh, wow. But the volunteers can help, okay? So they, they can help bait uh, the hooks and cast it out for the kids and give them pointers. And, you know, a lot of the parents, yeah, let's we, be honest, they're, they're, they don't even know how to fish. So mm-hmm. the kids are the first... Uh, opportunity ron i kind of heard you were piping up what's up yeah what we we could not do it without the volunteers trust me and that's uh you know they're all they all make us look really good and without them you know i just continue to be amazed at how much they they show up they put out uh with with everything they do and i want to say thank you again to all of them so i look forward to it next year yeah, yeah, we, we really do. And, uh, you know, we put our easy up there. The Department of Fish and Wildlife comes out. Um, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun, okay? Uh, before I forget, I have to send a huge, I mean, simply a huge shout-out to Captain Alex Lammy. Today is his birthday. Oh, nice. Okay, and we've known Alex for a long, long, long time. He used to have the uh, burger joint over there on PCH. Okay, and just as you crossed from Costa Mesa Huntington Beach over to Newport on PCH, uh, we went there. Great burgers, huh, Ron? Oh, they were fantastic. I miss them a yeah. lot. Yeah, so they, they, they finally, him and Glenda finally retired. And I uh, just want to wish Alex a very heartfelt uh, birthday uh, from all of us here at Anger Chronicles. Okay, so uh, he's over there at uh, in Brea. Yep. Okay, so we get to excuse him. He's not really Mia, but he's not really he. Uh, <laughs> I gotta have to find out what 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 he is. And from what I've heard, is he's cutting a lot of mackerel. Oh yeah, <laughs> come over and cut some bait. I love that. Okay, well think about it. he's got to cut enough mackerel to make about a thousand to fifteen hundred cups. Okay, so uh, Steve, I heard you wanted to volunteer. <laughs> Carson? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so that, that's over at Carmen Canyon. So we wish mm-hmm. uh, the kids a great day. The weather's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Okay, what else you got? Uh, so from there, uh, I've been getting messages all week from, uh, you know, everybody knows Marty. Marty Crusnip. Uh-huh. He is up in the Sierras just killing it. He actually invited his cousin up there, Steve Boone. And uh, Marty, I believe he got there on Tuesday, and uh, he checked out a couple lakes, and he was texting me every lake. He's ah, we only find small ones. He goes, I'm going to go to my honey hole. I'm not going to say which lake it was, but I'll just tell you that he's caught every single day a limit of trout that were between four to six pounds every day. And that's not even counting the ones he let go. He, he's telling me that, that the fishing is so good right now that he's, he's getting about 50 fish days. Um, and it's just, I mean, basically leaving him biting. No. You know, he's out there on a jig. Um, just working it, but one thing he did say: the shore fishing not happening. He's out there on his tube, so he can get pretty much to the to the to the middle there. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of out of or out of range of a lot of guys on the shore, and that's where he's finding them. Okay, hold on a second. You know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of fishy. Where are you catching the fish? Mid lake. Mid lake. <laughs> you know, I, t- I learned that from I mean, you both, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where, Serge, where are you catching the fish? 
Mid-ocean. Mid-ocean. Wait, wait a minute, Sergio. I, I created the term mid-lake. There you go. In the old days of Western Outdoor News. And I stole it. Mid-lake. Very cool. Very cool. So that's what's going on. And I'm, I'm surprised Ron hasn't, you haven't gone up there, dude. You'd love the Sierras. I just haven't had any, you know, the time, you know, Anger Chronicles is so busy. But, uh, yeah, it's. And right now is actually a great time to go up there because there's nobody up there. So mm-hmm. get up there. You know, it's usually opening day is packed, but get up there now, guys. The fishing's fantastic, actually. The weather looks phenomenal, and oh, the yeah. fishing is, is. is on point. So. Yeah, there's zero wind up there. It's warm. So, it's so you're warm. not mm-hmm. minus 35 degrees like Ron? <laughs> like our opener, remember? It's 70-mile-an-hour oh. winds. Oh, you, you went on that one. Oh, yeah, I Lord. was with Mia. <laughs> yeah. Well, the year before that, Ron went up there with Mia, mm-hmm. and Ron texting me while we're doing the show it's cold it's freezing <laughs> i just blew my nose and ice cubes came out <laughs> well, so... it, was, it was interesting every time every time we went to cast the uh, the bait would come right back at you so it was a it was a fun time uh, but it was cold mm-hmm. yeah it was <laughs> okay you have a notable uh fish there in oh yeah freshwater yeah definitely um you know what i i do a lot i just kind of scan on social media and you know with the 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 following and the friend base like You're a i troller I mean, I, I can say I troll, troll a little bit, You're just a troll. but um, I do see a lot of stuff going around the whole U.S. And then one fish that caught my eye, um, it was actually a lake trout caught in Lake Ontario uh, over there on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, this lady who caught it, her name is Mindy Baker. Um, she posted, you know, it was a 23-pound uh, lake trout. So I guess she was out there fishing with his husband, who uh, who he's a fishing guide um out there so you know she's like you know this is my biggest one yet and i'm and you know with me first thing i do is goes i wonder what the record is so i looked up the igfa and sure enough the biggest uh lake trout caught by a woman um was on 12 pound test and it was only 12 pounds seven ounces so this 23 pounder i mean didn't matter what line she was using it's going to qualify for a line class Um, but she was using a 25 pound test um which is pretty heavy i mean when you think of trout but um they're fishing they're fishing about 80 foot of water um you know on down riggers and all that stuff um so she was running 25 pound test hooked this fish uh, got it on board so instant once i saw that i reached out a messenger i said hey you know i'm andrew mack you know uh, please give me a call i need to tell you something about this fish you know so her husband reached out called me and i told him i said are you aware that igfa has line class world records and both of them go what are you talking about they go the um they go the world the world record we only know of you know the the all tackle i said well let me tell you because there's actually three records that are vacant in this uh for this species of trout and uh one and the biggest one is 12 and a half so they instantly they're excited they actually you know got the got luckily didn't they didn't cut the fish they went out got the fish out of the fish hole because they were just getting uh, on the launch ramp and uh, they took some more pictures put it on a digital scale and it actually, um, you know, it's a 23-pounder. So they, uh, you know, I contacted, you know, the guy at IGFA who does the records, let him know, say, hey, you know, they're coming. They're going to be calling. And sure enough, they did. Uh, she's filling out the paperwork, I believe, yesterday to send it all in. So we'll see. Maybe in about a month and a half, she might have a line-class world record. That's really cool. All right, so the freshwater world is still alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. Okay, even though it seems somewhat overshadowed <laughs> by what's happening when you pour a little salt. Oh on yeah. Room, okay. Um, the ocean is exploding. Exploding. I mean, <laughs> uh, 
locally and long range. So mm-hmm. what I want to do right now, Steve Carson just returned. Uh, how, how many days, John, uh, Steve? Uh, six days. Six days, which is uh, you got probably to Guadalupe. Yeah, we absolutely did. That was the that was the target, and we got there, and uh, <laughs> and we got back. So it was a, it was pretty doggone successful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, why don't we let's, let's start at the beginning, okay? For example, uh, it's your sixth day. Uh, you left on what boat? Uh, give us the, the rundown. Yeah, yeah. We, we were on board the Vagabond out of Point Loma Sport Fishing with Captain Mike Lackey at the helm. Mm-hmm. And as is the rule within, with, uh, with going to, to uh, Guadalupe Island, you have to check in in Ensenada first. And uh, they'll do an immigration check. Uh, you have to uh, pay for special permits, et cetera, et cetera. And then you, you cross the channel. It takes, it takes a day to cross the channel and get to the island. And it is, uh, you know, it's like Jurassic Park. There's, there's virtually nowhere like it on Earth. Um, it's a huge, huge island, uh, 40 miles long. Uh, I think the, the highest uh, elevation is several thousand feet it's obviously volcanic in origin um pretty pretty exotic looking it's not jungle it's 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 a desert island and so many big yellowfin tuna they are everywhere uh we started hooking them right away um mostly 60 to 100 pounds some bigger ones we had a couple that were over 150 pounds we had a few under 50 but but mostly they were in that, that 60 to 100 pound range. And uh, we kept on hooking them. Uh, literally just about every every minute that we were there. Sergio, you would have liked it because of course, you don't like to fish uh, at night or in the dark or, or you don't even really like to get up early. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> as I've aged, I've gotten more refined. Uh, I let Ron do the overnight part and then I get up in the morning and do the day part. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you say don't like a fish at night. You know what the first thing that came to my mind? Allegedly, when I was younger, golf courses. Oh, yeah. Dressed in black, allegedly. And, Your Honor, I have no recollection of that. We call anyway, those gray areas. Uh, yeah, gray areas, <laughs> like my gray hair. Okay, everybody, just hang on tight. Uh, i got to take a short break and come back. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Steve's trip over to Guadalupe. God got a lot of fun memories of Guadalupe, so we'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized 
polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicle's number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it, so I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. We're going to put some sugar on it. Or salt. Oh, yeah, salt. I meant to say that, and sugar came out. That's what happens at... 529 mm-hmm. in the morning. Anyway, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30K LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And uh, Steve, we were talking with you about your trip, your f- five day trip uh, on the vag- Vagabond. And um, you went straight. Six day trip. Or six six day. day trip on the Vagabond. Okay. And, and uh, what that does with, with the, with the check in, check out of it, you have to check back out uh, when you're done. You have to check back out at Ensenada. Mm-hmm. So you end up with, uh, with three days of, three full days of fishing. And, uh, uh, again, luckily the tuna were very gentlemanly. They would have been exactly what Sergio likes because they didn't really get up early, and uh, they bit all day long so you could take your time, you could have lunch. That's it. They got my memo. And come back. Have lunch. Well, they got my memo. And they were still biting. Nice. You, know, you could pretty much fish any time you wanted. You could rest because... Let me tell you, to Sergio, they were big, they were mean, and uh, and you really needed to use heavy tackle. Mm. Um, the, the, the tack man was definitely there. Mm. You definitely had to be concerned with, uh, with uh, having your fish taken away from you if you weren't careful. So you could use absolute minimum, if you were lucky, and hooked when it wasn't too big, you could land them with 60-pound test. But the reality of it was, if you wanted to have a good chance of, of getting your fish in the boat, you needed to use 80-pound test. Uh, fly on that sardine out there. Um, again, luckily, the, the current conditions were pretty good. Uh, if you could cast, just, you know, make a decent cast, get that sardine out in the, uh, in the current, um, you could get that thing out there on your 80-pound test. About a 2-0 owner gorilla hook. Uh, interestingly, uh, a J-hook was the way to go. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the circle hooks, the Mutus, had just enough extra metal to them 
that it spooked the fish a little bit. So, so the J-hooks were the way to go. Uh, there were a few chew-offs as a result, but uh, just don't let them run too long with it, and don't swing and set the hook. You just put the reel in gear. It's amazing. Even with a J-hook, you hook them in the corner of the mouth most of the time. And, uh, you know, the reel we found, um, just about all the boats are finding that the reel to use for that condition where you've got to get that sardine away from the boat, but use 80-pound test is either the, the Pen Fathom or the Pen Torque 40 narrow reel. Uh, most of the landings rent them, and most of the boats have them for loan. So if you don't have one, uh, check ahead. You probably need to reserve it, but yeah. that's well, listen, the uh, way to get those fish. Steve, forgive me for interrupting, but I've got Captain Rick Scott from the Ocean Odyssey. Ah. Okay, and he's uh, on the boat, so I want to make sure we get a good report. Good morning, Rick. Perfect. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Dude. Mr. We're Dorado. doing good. Yeah, what, what's, what's up, Mahi Mahi? <laughs> mahi Mahi. Yeah, we heard your everybody's report. Everybody's up there catching bluefin, and everybody's up there catching bluefin, and we're down here catching Mahi. Yeah, but you're catching limits. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the key word yeah. here is limits. For 30. For 30 <laughs> people, yeah. not, not two people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, so Off one kelp. Off one kelp. Wow. Holy moly. That's some mayhem there. Yeah. Okay. I noticed you said you're not seeing a lot of yellows on the in the, the patties. Um, yeah, we didn't see a whole lot of yellows yesterday. We were in the warmer water. We're gonna take a look in some cooler water today. The group I the group decided this is not it's a great charter. Uh, we could have got up to the bluefin yesterday, but it would have been late. We would have been there till really late this morning, so we decided just to go ahead and stay down here and see if we can find some yellow tail, so Hopefully I put us in the right water here to, to find some yellowtail, and uh, I'm sure there's some more Dorado around. Uh, we have a couple of yellowfin around the boat right now. We're just drifting along. Uh, beautiful weather, no sea anchor, just Gorgeous. great night to sleep last night. Not like a lake, but it's it's uh, very little roll. What uh, a difference a week does on the weather, huh? Oh, yeah, it was horrible last week. Last yeah. week was miserable. Yeah. All right, so, Rick, um, but, We've got a trip coming up with you, um, a two-and-a-half day. I know it's in September. Um, any predictions on what we could look at? In I, the fir- I, yeah, I, can't, I, cannot, I cannot wait for that trip. I'll be able to have beautiful, flat, calm weather. We'll catch some fish tied up to the bait receivers for two-and-a-half days. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Get my bass action on. Yeah, so the fish are really, really close. Uh, the bluefin... Well, we'll talk about that later on. To uh, bluefin, they're mixed with yellowfin. We've got dorado. There is some um, uh, yellowtail, but it looks like primarily at the islands. Um, been looking at a couple of party boats up here that have been gone to the islands and been catching some uh, some bigger models too. You know, some up to about thirty pounders. So those are nice. So the, the, yeah, the probably o- why we're not seeing them on the kelps here. You know, right. they, I think they've moved off the kelps and into the, the structure on land there. So. But uh, like I said, we're a little farther offshore today, and hopefully we can ground some up. Oh, start to see a little bit more yellowfin here under the boat. Hopefully we can start hooking some. Yeah, and um, it's just uh, great fishing, great fishing. The ocean's alive, my friend. The ocean is alive and well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, right now we are we are almost 160 miles from Point Loma. Oh wow. Which puts us probably almost 200 miles from where that bluefin is. So it's tough to. Mm-hmm. On a two and a half day at the moment, right now to, to try to do both. Yeah, yeah. 
But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to figure out when we get closer to that first week of July which way. I'm, knowing our fishermen, I think it's going to be tuna. Uh, but you never know. You never know. You know, if the, the fishing gets really nice down there below, you might head down there. How, how much longer till that trip? Uh, what, three weeks? Four weeks, Ron? Three weeks? Yeah, who knows? Maybe some yellowfin will move in here. So we're yeah. starting to see a little bit here, so hopefully you can, we can get those to move in, some dorado. Mm-hmm. That would be fun to go catch yellowfin with some dorado. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, that would, uh, it, would, it would add to the trip we just came back from. You know, we had a day and a half last month. That was pretty phenomenal. Okay, um, I mean, I Steve, I actually got up late, <laughs> had breakfast in peace, helped a whole bunch of people tying knots and all this stuff. And Rick goes, go throw. It's amazing a, they weren't already done by the time you got up. Yeah, and, and and he goes, go throw a bait. I go, no, I'm good, I'm good. Go throw a bait. I go, okay. So I, I throw out a bait, and like within, you know, maybe four or five baits, boom. Ended up being a nice 60 to 70 pounder, so that was kind of fun. And then I go, I don't want any more. I'm good. You know what that means. What does that mean? You, you know what that means. What does it mean? They were biting if you hooked. If you hooked. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a absolutely. tough crowd today. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, I, I, I get crap from Rick all the time. But it's it's good stuff, you know. Um, what I really would love to do with you, like we've done in many, many years on the uh, Angler Chronicles fishing schools, um, a lot of times... The fish are catchable, but for some reason, our, our guys aren't getting bit. And it could be a whole lot, tons of stuff, you know, maybe not getting the right bait out of the bait receiver. They're not able to, um, you know, cast well or, or some way something. So Rick and I will go to the, to the corner, okay? It's usually, I believe, the port corner, and we start going. And we cast side by side. We both get hooked up and hand over. And we go get. Last year, Ron joined us on that. Ron and I ran out of rods. Oh wow! All our rods were out, so we're sitting there in front of the uh, outside the galley. Rick goes, "How come you guys aren't fishing? Because we don't have any rods left. All our rods are <laughs> out. Hooked up. Yeah, even the bass rod was out wow. there. So uh, it's been some really, really good fishing. With are, you, are you Are you sure you guys are you are you sure Are you sure you just didn't backlash them all and they weren't usable oh. anymore? Dude, shut up! Cause you were you were casting them too. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> Remember, you do sleep on the boat, right? I can sneak up there. There you go. Okay, so uh, I just I'm getting a question here, and this will probably go more towards Ron. Uh, Ron, I'm asking. They're asking me: uh, the, Is the double O two and a half day trip sold out? Our trip. Um. Yeah, it is. But the good news is. Um, I actually have gone through my waiting list, so I actually have nobody on the waiting list. Okay, so, so if you want to go, give me a call mm-hmm. at seven one four nine six nine nine seven five zero and get on a list because we still have uh, three weeks. Mm-hmm. So things always happen, you know, with COVID floating around, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, give us a call; you never know. Right. So, uh, Gary. And get a hold of Ron. Just go on the uh, on our uh, website and look at that particular uh, phone number, which is 714-969-9750. Give Ron a call. He'll call you back, and then we'll put you on the on the waiting list. Okay, but chances are 
Yeah, I looked at much? the trip for October that day, the day and a half in October the other day, and it looked like it had like ten spots. All right, there you go. So in October, so, when when is that one, Ron? Do you you got it handy or or no? Yeah, it's on the uh, that one. You call uh, you call Dina. No. Yeah, give Dina a call. And that was put for uh, Dina or the website. Eight. Yeah, we actually have eight spots. Okay, so, and that's the. Uh, I want to give the dates: the twenty seventh of October through the 29th. If you want right. unbelievable flat weather, end of October is fantastic for that. Um, and you would book through Dina, all right? And they would go where, uh, uh, Rick? Where the fish are. No, oh, the website and <laughs> phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Ocean that. OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Okay, Ocean OceanOdysseyFishing.com or uh, give Dina a call 619-889-4535 but uh, do not call her right now. No, so she's not happy at this time. See, yeah. see, Dina understands me about mm -hmm. fishing and uh, that. Alright, now I'll stay up late. I just won't get up <laughs> early. Okay, so uh, yeah, so we've got eight That's spots right. uh, for October and uh, we have some uh, waiting list for the September two and a half. They, the October one's a day and a half, and there still is room. Looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun, Rick. All right, Rick. We'll, we'll also, yeah. I'll also, too, remember that's our Halloween trip. So you wear a costume and you win a prize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, do Speedos count or anything? Or? Negative. Oh, okay. Negative. Well, if you do that, you get to uh, swim in the bait tank. Okay. Can you imagine, uh, can you, Rick? Can you imagine Andrew in, uh, in speedos? Yeah, yeah. No, thanks. No, no. Now you no, keep now, now you keep teasing me like this, and I will take a furry leopard one with me. Well, there you go. And when you're sleeping, I'll come by your room. Uh huh. Uh, Silence, from Rick. He was, he was picturing that. Silence. Yeah, I'll go up to the top of the mm -hmm. wheelhouse. I know where he sleeps. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was, I, I was going to say he's furry enough. We could just paint him up. No, I'm not Body furry. Paint. I don't, I don't, I'm not, that's the one thing. I'm not furry. I, I don't have a lot of hair. All right. Uh, Rick, uh, Ocean Odyssey, you're pretty much uh, sold out until our October trip, right? Or do you have anything in between? Well, it looks like it, yeah. Okay. I, can't, I can't see it right now. I have no internet service, but. Okay, but everybody go to... I remember, at yeah. least until like the third. Okay, so everybody go to OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Go to the schedule. And everybody, everybody go. Yeah, everybody. everybody. Right. And let's check it out. And you got to get on. The fishing this year was... It's even better than I think last year. Okay, right now. And I didn't think we were going to have this kind of fishing. I mean, I'm going, well, maybe that tuna thing is over. No, it's not over. And it's in full swing. So um, it was kind of nice to so if see. If I remember correctly, la la last year, if I remember right, last year we went to the Cortez Bank for that trip. Mm -hmm. And we were catching bluefin on the anchor. I actually broke out the little ice rod the other day. I hooked uh, one of those bluefin up there, uh, bigger <laughs> bluefin. <laughs> and uh, 15 there, seconds? there was no stopping it. 15 <laughs> seconds, yeah. Uh, 15 seconds? <laughs> actually, no. It must have been, it must have been a 30-pounder because I was able to stop him a little bit. Uh, get a little bit of line on him, but then once he realized he was hooked, he was gone. All right, well, keep those handy. We're coming by in the September. Mm -hmm. We'll have some fun. The Dorado had to be so much fun. I'll put some stuff. heavy specter on him. There you go. <laughs> All right, so um, looking forward to seeing you. Um, 
everything's good and uh, make it happen, Captain. Got it. All right. And again, once again, look thank to, you. Look forward to calling next week. On behalf of all of humanity, thank you again for the rescue at sea that you did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, I want to let you know, I did go looking for you on Tuesday. I, I had the center console out, <laughs> and I went over to the 277. I know you, you were near Catalina somewhere. I couldn't find you, and I couldn't reach you on the phone. Oh, we were there. Yeah, I just couldn't find you. Oh. Uh, I wanted to come by I'll, and... Always got Channel 16 on. Okay. I, I wanted to come by and cut your chum line. <laughs> yeah. I'll fish like, you know, 20, <laughs> no feet, 20 feet from the stern. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Rick, I hear the music. Everybody else does, so. Go do your thing, and we'll <laughs> talk okay. to you next week. Have okay, a great week. All okay. right, thanks. All right. You got Rick, it. Rick Scott, Ocean right. Odyssey, making it happen. Folks, we're taking a short break here. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AMA 30. fishing in Southern California and into Mexico. So, Steve Carson, why don't you round out your trip? Um, it was simply amazing, okay? Uh, talk to me about Guadalupe Island. I haven't been there in years. Well, it, it looks the same as it ever did. Um, it, they, there's still just a small, uh, couple small lobster camps and the, the one little settlement uh, out on the other side. It's very exotic looking. 
very, very good tuna fishing. Uh, little uh, in surprisingly shallow water. Most of it is in 150 to 250 feet of water, within you know maybe a mile and a half of the island itself. And uh, when the tuna aren't biting, or sometimes when the tuna are biting, if you just feel like doing something different, going down to the bottom, uh, there's very good fishing for normally pretty big yellowtail. Actually, for our trip, most of the yellowtail were small, but uh, there were there were a handful of, of good-sized ones up to about 45 pounds for us, along with kind of the usual kind you catch close to home, uh, and, and really only if you wanted to fish for them. It was more than enough tuna to keep you busy and keep you tired out. And since you're fishing on the lee side of the island for the tuna, almost always, even when uh, when the local boats uh, um, in Southern California had very, very rough weather, we were basically in flat calm with just a little bit of breeze. It was uh, pretty much about as perfect a trip as you could ever imagine. Yeah, and you know, uh, you mentioned... Um uh, the the yellowtail at Guadalupe. My biggest yellowtail ever came at Guadalupe Island, and um, we were fishing for tuna. About everybody's did. Yeah. If, they, if they've ever been there, their biggest yellowtail came from there. Yeah. Um, you know, we were fishing tuna like you were. They were like 90 to 120, but they were biting only the kite. So then you finally got your turn, and it was good bite, like you had. So you didn't have to wait very long, and you get a bite. And you'd fight one of these fish for an hour, an hour and a half, get them about five feet from the boat, and here comes the taxman, a beautiful great white shark, and just eats your fish. And you go, huh. <laughs> All right, I went five for five or six for six to the, to the shark. And I said, you know what? I, I enjoy it anyway because watching these sharks come up that close and show you how they bite because if they're on the surface, they'll they'll come in and hit it on the surface. You'll see, it's almost like watching National Geographic, okay? That's cool. It is something, several of us actually stopped fishing, walked to the stern, and just watched these fish do, uh, these these fish do what they do. It's amazing. Well, I got they tired. They gravitate to certain people, so uh, yeah. I'm sure they were zeroing in on you. Yeah, but I think they did me a favor. I think they were trying to send me a message because I'm a friend of the Ray White. Hmm. Uh, they told me to go ahead and just let this go mm-hmm. and set up my dropper loop with a sardine on the side of the boat. And I started, like you said, catching 25 to 30-pound yellowtail almost every drop. It was a lot of fun. And on heavier stuff, too. And then... I feel it'll click, and it, it it seems like I get stuck on the bottom, okay? Like, I'm stuck on the bottom, and I'm... Now, now this particular trip was on the Independence with uh, um, Don Brockman and everybody from Newport. So it was uh, deckhands and captains and a few of us regulars. That was it, okay? So you can imagine the, the, the hijinks that were going on, the <laughs> shenanigans with this five-day trip so anyway I, i'm going oh shoot i'm stuck on the bottom and norris tap was there with me and i go norris i'm stuck on the bottom he goes well you better not let anybody see you <laughs> okay so i just pointed the rod steve and just pulled up and it, it felt like something came undone and it was dead weight now norris is laughing he goes dude you got a rock how are you going to explain this you hooked a rock well i brought it in i mean i literally pointed the rod in the water and slowly turned because I didn't want to make any 
any noise that I'd had of anything there because the, the, they're going to start with the jokes. And Mark or Paul were walking on the top deck, and they looked down. They said, Serge, slow down. I said, what? Because I couldn't see it over, right? I wasn't looking. They called for two gaffs, and they put this yellowtail on the boat. Never knew it was hooked, so it never fought. I didn't pull hard, and it's true what they say. The harder you pull, the harder they pull. And um, we got it on the boat. When we got to the dock to weigh it, it was 72 pounds. So that was my behemoth. Jeez. I had just missed the world record. Like You're like a world record guy. Mm -hmm. It was around there, and then it went to 96. Now it's 109. <laughs> I go, wow, okay. But it was a big one. Okay, so uh, and you know what the sad thing is? No photos. That was the second trip of the independence ever it was a brand new boat wow and uh we didn't we didn't have uh we didn't have any of that stuff so there's no evidence uh there's evidence from the people <laughs> there yes 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 all right so um uh tell me about this new technique that you were using oh well uh when i actually got a little bit too tired out from catching big tuna i know that's hard to believe but uh yes it is true I decided that um, I was going to try to see if there were any yellowtail home and use a technique called long fall jigging. Um, we've talked about a few times and probably some of the listeners have heard about a technique called slow pitch jigging, which is a, a terrific technique for a lot of bottom species like rockfish, lingcod, whitefish, tanabaha. It's really good for pargo, et cetera, et cetera very very light gear very precise um and it works okay on pelagic species like yellowtail and tuna but there's a slight variation called long fall where the where the rod is actually quite a bit longer uh, about eight feet long and you make a big big lift up high uh, the taller you are the, the higher you can lift hint hint um and then you let that jig flutter down maybe 10 or 12 feet and then you keep repeating that so it's like like fishing the jig on the sink repetitively and yellowtail in particular really like that so do tuna if they're, if they're around and um, it's very very light gear um, I just put up a picture on the Friends of Angler Chronicles uh, uh, Facebook page and you can see the super light super small reel I'm using and the rod is very light and and actually the rod is used to, to you know give the jig really uh, uh, enticing action and is actually not very good for fighting the fish so once you hook a big yellowtail like I've got there you almost point the rod straight at the fish and bite the fish off the reel um, I caught that that yellowtail at Guadalupe with the sharks around on just uh, 30 pound test braid excellent so, excellent. It's, uh, so it's what was uh, like a finesse technique can I ask what the final count for the trip was? You know? For the boat or for me? Both, or either. Uh, we, we had 108 yellowfin tuna, and the biggest one was 159 pounds. We had the second biggest one was 151 pounds, mm -hmm. and almost all of them were over 60. We had a few that were a little bit smaller, but not many. And we had 56 yellowtail about half of which were local size, you know, 12, 15 pounders, and about half of which were over 30 pounds. The biggest was 45 pounds. So we had, um, you know, and a handful of 
very nice calico bass. You don't really fish for calico bass on purpose. We did with yeah, Norris. Sure if we did, we would have <laughs> caught a bunch of them. But, we, but we, we caught a few. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I, I, I have to admit, I, we killed a lot of calicos that day. Um, Norris and I love calico bass fishing, you know, off the freelance. And he goes, dude, there's great calico bass fishing. We were close to the to the island, so we start flylining sardines, and we start catching these gorgeous calicos. We were letting them go, and then uh, the deckhand and then the, the chef said that came out. He goes, you know, <laughs> keep a few, and we'll make them well, for that, we'll that, keep them for lunch. That was then, Sergio. The, uh, you can't do it anymore? The island is now a national park. Oh, national park, that's right. And that's you can right. only keep, you can only keep uh, basically the four migratory fish species, which is tuna, yellowtail, uh, which you catch a lot of, and dorado or wahoo, which you don't catch too much of, but occasionally they're there. Yeah. That's all you're allowed to keep. Everything else. Yeah, this this is was before, before that time. And, yeah. Um, it yeah. Was, I mean, I didn't need it, but the guys did. And I got I got chicken, it's a light. Yeah, so it was good. All right, Steve. It looks like a fantastic trip. Okay, I've got about two minutes left before the break, and when we go back, we'll talk to Danny Jackson. But let me fit this this caller in. Let me go to Agar. I'm sure she's calling me. Agar, good morning. Good morning. Oh, Tom, how are you? You guys over at Carbon Canyon? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sergio, we got a whole crew here. This is Tony with Buy Down Fishing. Got about 10 people here cutting bait. We got about 1,000 kids coming. It's pretty crazy. Okay, Steve Carson said. We he, got a kid when it was dark. Yeah, well, listen. And it's awesome. Steve Carson hey, said he's going to. Well, hold on a second. Steve Carson said he's going to jump in his car and drive up from south of San Diego and come up and cut some bait for you. All right. All right. I'll tell you what, I do. Wrong, wrong. Wrong. All good. I have to say, all right, you guys, who's here? Team 57, I know. Very cool. Jack is here. Who else is here? Mike. Aaron. Dan. Marie. Okay, well, you got the the right crew for these kids. All right, listen, Agar, I've got to go. i got the commercial coming on. You guys have a great event. Enjoy. Take care of the kids. I'm praying for great weather, which you will have. And we'll hear a report from uh, Tony next week, okay? Okay. Thank you. Bye. Viva Bolivia. Viva Bolivia. Pero más Argentina. Ah! (laughs) Okay. Okay, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. We'll be right back. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. 
I'm Kix Brooks. Do you like cash? Well, with the Cash Rewards Credit Card from Navy Federal Credit Union, you can earn 1.5% cash back on every purchase. Your rewards won't expire while your account is open. And best of all, you can redeem them as soon as they're earned. Plus, the Cash Rewards Card is contactless. That means you can make payments quickly and securely with just the tap of your card. Visit NavyFederal.org for more details and to apply. Open to the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Insured by NCUA. Angels Radio AM 830, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. Welcome back to our number two. With more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. The following is a paid pro. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, I am in 30 KLA. You hear this song, you know what it means. It means one thing only. It's the sheriff. I saw him yesterday out in the water. Uh, we stayed local. We had a good day. Him on the brand new AC3 sleigh. Or toboggan, because it's big. <laughs> and I was on the AC, too. Good morning, Denny Jackson. Well, hey, good morning, Sergio. And good morning to my friend Steve Carson and, of course, Ron Hobbs, Andrew Mack. Sounds like you're having a great show there Oh yeah. this oh, morning, yeah. Serge. Yeah. You know, I just got to say real quick that Steve mentioned he was on the Vagabond. I I haven't made a lot of trips on the Vag, but, but it was, as, as I recall, Put in the water like early 70s. I was fishing San Diego a lot in those days. And uh, what I remember about the Vagabond, I fished on it quite a few times with a huge bow. So for us jig-slinging type anglers, it was perfect with that bow. You could get up there, you could get a dozen guys on the bow and fire the fire the jig. Is that right, Steve? That is correct, and it is, it's still a pleasure compared to a lot of boats where if you get more than three people up there, trying to throw the iron it's a it's a dangerous situation but yeah the uh yeah the vagabond is very very much made for that and then yeah, uh, it really is and then and let me ask you danny back in 91 92 i think we were your last few uh long range trips that you put together remember those six days on the searcher yes okay we went to, to guadalupe in those years as well didn't we uh, the only trip that I made, and I made like 13 trips in a row, 13 years in a row on the searcher. The only time I went to uh, Guadalupe was 84. And the reason I remember that is I, I got a line class IGFA world record yellowtail at, at uh, Guadalupe. But uh, I don't remember going there ever unless uh, it might have been one trip that I missed. But the trips you went, I know I was with you on all, all the trips that you went. So right, on the searcher, so, right. And then we switched over. Yeah. We went to the Islander, and then after the Islander, yeah. we were fishing the uh, the Independence. Okay. As, yeah, right. Well, I've, I've, had some good, I've had some good trips to uh, Guadalupe, and not only on the searcher, but uh, one year on the Shogun, and then the Frank Lepresti himself was running the boat. So, anyway, I've had some good trips. Yeah, yesterday, Sergio was, was uh, kind of... Uh, unique in a good way and a bad way, <laughs> you know. Is 
our plan, you know, Corby's on a little sabbatical because his two grandsons and my great-grandsons are here on vacation. So Corby took a little time off. We were headed for Catalina. Corby wanted to show me some of his favorite haunts on the front side. We were looking for yellows, barracuda, bonita, calicos, of course. But anyway, we got up. We weren't even past the ships. So we were probably four miles when my seven-year-old great-grandson, he was had a little case of mold and mar, you know what I mean? <laughs> Seasickness. So, uh-huh. so, yeah, so so we had to turn around and come back. It was kind of disappointing, but we weren't going to uh, put him through that. So we stayed local. And, you know, you were mentioning the sand bass, Sergio. I know you got them good yesterday. We did, too, not the big guys that you got, but it's nice to make to see the Sandys making a comeback here. I mean, they're just but let, all let, over the can, place. Can I make a comment, okay, out of all the nice sand bass that we've been catching, we've been catching a lot lately, I haven't seen any of them that are in spawn mode. Okay? Yeah, um, right. That's, that's you, you know, You know what I'm talking about. There, there's, there's nothing. Yes. Yeah, and, and we should, I mean, in July... I remember Fourth of July was like, okay, sand bass season is full swing. It was limits every day, every night. Um, the fish are there, but I don't see them spawning. So, just uh, there's no evidence yeah, that I, I that, see. Yeah, that's a good point. I I haven't either because I like you. I remember in the eighties, nineties, right. uh, what we call the pelagics. Uh, you know, they come in and they would group up in huge schools and they would do their spawning thing, but. No, I haven't seen that. But so let me give you another thing. There. Let me add another thing. You know what I caught for the first time in well, actually Rhonda caught two of them, and William caught one. And I haven't seen these in probably four or five years. Lizard fish. Wow. Now lizard. Oh, yeah. Now lizard fish is important. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Carson. Um, they like to eat bass eggs. Correct. They eat anything. Okay. I know that we used to not be very kind to them because we knew they ate the bass eggs. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I, I saw it. I mean, they weren't huge, but they weren't tiny. And I'm going, wow. And Rhonda had never seen one. So I showed it to her, you know, the teeth on those things. And it, it's just yeah. uh, it's just goop. It's just a, a hard goop. There, There's nothing to them. I actually saw one deckhand yeah. one time on a twilight take a – he wanted to see what they tasted like. They put one on the grill, and it just melted. It just <laughs> melted. It was hilarious. Okay. It just melted. Yeah, it just yeah, melted. Well, anyway, it's it's mush. Yeah. It All was right. a good day yesterday, Freedom Boat Club. Absolutely. For sure, Sergio. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I don't know if I was supposed to mention this or not. I wanted to congratulate you and William on your catch, you know, last Monday on the Freedom Boat Club. You, were, you, went to the, you mentioned you went to the 277. Mm-hmm. You stopped at a pretty good KP on the way, yeah. And uh, so I don't know if I'm supposed to. No, yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. We we pulled up a uh, 15 to 20 pound Dorado. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And and the weather was absolutely horrendous. We're at 10 o'clock in the morning. We're looking, and we're thinking with William, the ride home is going to be ridiculous. So we got out of there at 10 o'clock in the morning. Thank God we had some Dorado. We couldn't find the tuna. Okay, I mean, all the boats were there parked. You know, we don't have a side scan, so I can't tell unless they go underneath me. So I just try to position yourself near some of these boats. Not too close. Remember, 300 feet, guys, um, from a party boat. And, you know, everybody was drifting, so it's easy. 
but couldn't find them. And they all had a bad day, but the weather was horrible. But the worst thing yeah, was I'll yesterday, get... Jackson. Yesterday, you and I went out. Okay, I asked Rhonda, you know, what she wanted to do, and she goes, I want to go bass fishing. And Ron, you know she calls herself the CFO. She is the self-appointed <laughs> CFO, chief fishing officer. I try to knock that down. Ron encourages it. <laughs> I like okay. that, CFO. <laughs> yeah. She, she was telling us that in the East Cape, wasn't she? Ron? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's um, she's something else, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, she uh, She's in charge now, so I I just stay out of it. Yeah, yeah. You, you and me, we, we, when she's around, we're like, we're not existing. But anyway, so we, we, we went out there, and I said, you know, there's some potential tuna. She goes, I want to catch the sand bass. He goes, I keep seeing all these big bass. She goes, I want to see them. Uh, I said, okay. So we went, and we got them. I mean, we, uh, the, our biggest fish was probably just shy of six pounds. Um, and we weighed a few of them. Uh, everything was four and five, a few threes. We got a legal halibut that unfortunately did not get released, guys. <laughs> William says that uh, was like 29 inches. So, uh, That's a good one. That was a good one. So that one went in the, um, <laughs> went in the, the kill box. <laughs> and then we got some really nice sculpin. And you know something, Danny? Um, normally you, you meter the sculpin, you know, uh, like fuzz. Uh, I, we were catching fish where there was no no meter marks, and that's a very unique situation where I fish. And um, you've got to come with me one day and just well, see. Well, Sergio, let me, let me say this. You know, you mentioned uh, Rhonda. You know, I, I remember at least one, if not more, trips we made to British Columbia, and, and Rhonda was with you, with mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we we actually lower third her as this, the the chief fishing officer and uh, and uh, so you know that that that's oh, so you you and bowed you know down to her too <laughs> well you know what we what we need to do sergio seriously uh you and Rhonda and myself will go out uh and and get some of that on video because you know i'm, I'm working on this brand new freedom boat club episode which right. come out not too much longer but but that's one thing we're missing and i i've got to get Rhonda on there you know she, She's a, a beautiful lady, and she's very photogenic. I love, I love to get her on television. So plus, she's the boss. Well, maybe we'll just Ron and I can just stay home, and then you can take her. <laughs> there she's you go. A CFO. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was really yeah, I, good. But here's the thing, you know, and we're going to be talking hopefully uh, to this particular captain. There was one boat, and mm -hmm. here's a funny thing, Jackson. Where I was, I could see the 150 from there. Okay, uh, for you guys that want to know where I was fishing, I was near the Isers. So I could see two boats out there, the city of Long Beach and the Western Pride. Now, the Western Pride broke a Davies Locker Newport Landing record, okay, for a half-day boat. They landed, I can't believe I'm going to say. So I five say, minutes, five minutes. Oh, okay. He's going to call in. He's going to call we're, in. We're going to wait five minutes, okay? But <laughs> this was a behemoth of a fish for a half-day Especially, uh, you know, most half-day trips, you know, you get a lot of new people, and then they rent rods, so they had a lot of rental rods, so there was a lot of uh, spinning gear. 
um, and um, a lot more casualties. But okay, so we'll save it. Andrew, mm-hmm. you want me to? He's save coming. It? He's coming. Yeah, okay, he's, he's going to be calling because he's on the water, so he's going to give us a call, and I'll let him uh, tell us a story. But I was within spitting distance. I was probably eight miles. I didn't make the run for the tuna because it was supposed to be at a two o nine. For me, I, I mapped it out. It was 46 miles just one way. And I right now at almost $7. Is it seven twenty-five for <laughs> gas right now, Jackson? At the, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I'm thinking yeah, to myself, really $350 for two tuna? No, I'll just, get on a, <laughs> I'll just get on the Ocean Odyssey or get on one of the local boats overnight, have something warm to eat, you know, a place to sleep and... Because I like to sleep. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> Jackson. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah, we had a okay. good day yesterday. What's on TV? Well, you, you guys were talking about Lake Elsinore uh, a little bit earlier, our, our favorite lake, of course. And we're going to run the episode tomorrow, The City of Dream Extreme. Now, which guys, of course, yeah, is, the difference. Explain the difference between one and the other. The difference for for what? Well, well there's two I'm episodes sorry. for Lake Elsinore, but they, they, they oh, cover yeah. two oh, different yeah, things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, of course. Um, the one one episode was one that we do every year, of course, uh, is the Dream Extreme Derby, okay, the fishing derby. Now, this episode is not the derby. There might be a few shots of the derby in there, but it's mainly about the city of Dream Extreme, Lake Elsinore, and, and actually for living there and visiting, staycations, what have you. Exactly. It really is the, the action sports capital of the world. And, uh, and it, this, this episode tells you all about Lake Elsinore. It covers, uh, oh, my God, gosh, the motocross and, ski, and you know, skiing, hang gliding. Uh, yeah, it's got it all. Hey, storm. Danny, I got the music playing. I got to go. So uh, it's it's uh, premiere Sunday morning at 830. And yes, see tomorrow, tomorrow morning at 830, yes. Throughout okay. the week. All right, thank you, Jackson. I, I have a good one, guys. All right, folks, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. When we come back. That captain I was telling you about, he's here. So we'll be right back. (laughs) Angels Radio. AM830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next-level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And do you know what song, the name of this song is? 
Nope. Andrew, come on, anybody? Animal by Def Leppard. And the reason Animal is playing, because the type of fishing that this dude did on the half day was like an animal. He put the wood to that boat, put it in the right place, (laughs) or got lucky, one of the two. But I love this guy, a personal friend of all of us, Captain Paul Hansing. Excuse me, Hansing. Hansing. I know. <laughs> what happened is I'm, I'm reading here, and I, I read something else. Paul Hansen for, uh, on the Western Pride. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Sergio. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. But, okay, so give us a rundown real quick. What happened yesterday? Uh, we've been seeing a lot of a lot of bluefin here locally. There's been fish anywhere from uh, a couple miles from our harbor out to 20 or 30 miles, 277, 209. But this stuff uh, it's kind of been popping up uh kind of mid-morning here around the harbor we were uh, coming down from sculpin fishing on a morning half day yesterday and ran across a big uh, spot of foaming fish started throwing bait on it uh fish came right to the corner we hooked about six we uh, got spooled four times on rent rods and uh catfish rods and we got a 60 catfish. pounder and a 130 pounder Jeez. okay but, but here, so you know <laughs> here's the problem okay i could see you in the morning where i was okay I'm catching bass. I can see your boat, and I saw you leave in the morning going back in. You know, you got to be able to recognize my little boat and say, hey, Serge, get over here. Mm-hmm. That was only eight miles from me. This morning I couldn't help myself, and I, I put exactly where I was to where you were. It was a total of eight miles. I could have been there in three minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. If I had known it was you, you should have waved at me, Sergio. I would have known. <laughs> Eight yeah, miles away. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it, very good fishing just outside Newport Landing. Uh, and then there's fish south of that. I know there was some fish at the 209. between. Be, you and I talked last night between the 277, the 209, and there around, right? Yeah, there, there's just an amazing volume of fish. All that fish that was down there, in, uh, down there below the border is all moved up here. We've even seen a lot of volume of fish that did first start seeing this stuff in here on the beach it was just uh what you see is what you get there's 20 fish in the surface there's 20 fish there right but uh we've been running over the big big schools of fish huge schools of fish it's an uh, amazing amount of fish and it's all mixed sizes there's uh most of the stuff you see on the beach is small ones are in the mid 50s and uh that was one of the bigger ones we caught yesterday at 130 but okay everybody stop let me stop you there since 1958 uh was the opening of newport landing and davies locker back then uh you just broke a record. There's never been a 130-pound fish of any kind caught on a um, on a half day. So congratulations yeah. on that. Uh, I was you. I was fascinated with some of the stories because you know we got talking last night and you told me you've caught fish in green water, shallow water, uh, colder water. The, the, there's fish all over. So for you private boaters. Yeah, you gotta keep an eye out. Uh, you gotta bring a pair of binoculars with you and have somebody looking, and and that'll help you um, do what you gotta do. See, because if, if Captain Paul had a pair of binoculars, he would have seen the Anger Chronicles logo on the side mm-hmm. of the boat. Yep. He would have called me over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Polly. All right, Paul. So uh, you're running the Western Pride. You know, I'm glad we're talking to you because Ron, we've got something going on Monday night. You guys have a twilight. Yeah, we do. So we've been either fishing, oh, fishing local, uh, trying to catch a bass or a sculpin, or going up to the 150 and fishing straight sculpin up there. It's kind of 
Tell well, we're, we're going to change it up. We're going to change it up, and I'm going to I'm going to give you. I, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to show you where I've been fishing. There's plenty of volume of fish, and these are bigger sand bass, and they're wide open. Nice. So, so I'll give you. We'll, we'll, we'll go fish. I, given the fact that the original uh, point came from Norris Tap, okay, I think I should share it back with you guys. I don't think you guys had this spot, and um, it's been fantastic. You know Norris, Mr. Sandbass. So, um, I'll oh, show yeah. you that. Yeah, maybe you can go do that. On uh, and Ron, what are the hours? It's from six thirty to ten. I mean, uh, to uh, after midnight, they're going to extend the hours a little bit. So, Perfect. you got to call the you got to call the landing. Uh, so at nine four nine six seven three one four three four, and let's go, guys. There's spots available. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, are you going to try to be on the boat? Uh, I'm not sure if, if I'll be here or Mike will be here. One of us will be running the boat. Oh, but dude, if Michael's running the boat, just come out and just fish with me. Mm-hmm. Come hang out. If, okay. you're not, if you're not fishing the, 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 the morning, I mean, geez, come on out. I mean, Andrew's going to try to come out. Ron will be there. I'll be there. We'll have a really good time, okay? Sounds, sounds like an awesome time. And, and, and just a little word to you guys that are coming out in the three quarter of the half day boat, spring, some 40 and 50 pound line. Because we've just been getting, we've been very undergunned here. Same thing with three-quarter day boats. People are bringing their 20 and 25 pound, their spinning rods, their catfish rods, and they're getting spooled. I like that. Now, you and I go, Paul, we go way, way, way back into probably the 80s, 90s. Let me just say this. We're going scoping fishing. Bring your tuna outfit. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, that, so give give these guys credit. I mean, they're they're thinking they're going on a half day, catch a few fish, come mm-hmm. home, and then you surprise them with with, with tuna and uh, you know 130 to 50 pounds. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, well done, Captain. Well done. Uh, thanks for the report. I'm hope to see you on Monday night. And that's Davies Locker in Balboa. I think it's 400 South or North Main Street. Do you remember? Just, just 400 Main Street. 400, 400, Main, 400 Street. Main Street in Balboa. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, in Balboa. Yeah. I had the, um, I, wanted, I almost said privilege, almost said privilege, of doing a little stint in there with Norris Tapp as, as his assistant manager nice. in Davies Locker. Oh, my. We did have a blast, but my Lord. Some of the things that we had so much fun, <laughs> and that's why I would see Paul. You were on the Western Pride. You and um, Greg, Craig, you and Jeff, you and Jeff yeah. were on the uh, on the boat, and Nizel um, was driving. That that was some cool, good times, good times back then. All right, brother, thank that you so much. Go slam them, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Okay. Okay, Sergio. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good day. All right. Take care, Paul. Oh, what a great report there. Oh, man. yeah. Great report. You know, I was just thinking about uh, the Western Pride was where I caught my biggest Mako about last year. That doesn't count. We're it does count. Tuna. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> it's a tuna eater. Wrong, but you tell them it doesn't count. Okay, this is why we have the totem pole. <laughs> and the then bottom of the feet. totem pole is dirt, <laughs> and then six feet under dirt, that's you. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, it was released, though. So, it was released. Know, yeah. Okay, a mako you don't release unless it's real tiny. Well, I mean, that that was that was a sea lion eater, man. That thing ah, okay. was huge. Right. <laughs> We're okay, not going to kill good. that one. All right, so uh, let me do this, Ron. Before we go talk about some of the trips we got coming up, I do have Steve from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Let me go ahead and say good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. How's everyone doing? Doing really good. What's going on, bro? Let's start out with our best count of the week. Uh, Captain Phil went out on Thursday, went out to the tuna zone. He ended up, they hooked over 50 fish, guys, and wow. were able to land 23 
bluefin tuna and three yellowfin tuna, and these fish were all 50 to 90 pounds. Hey, I really, I, really good fishing. I actually saw that. I took the photo, and I touched it up a little bit, you know, to improve the colors and stuff, and then posted it on Angler Chronicles. I mean, kudos to Phil. I, I've known this kid since he was at 22nd Street Landing. Great guy. He's turned out to be a great captain. And uh, we're to have his eye out and, and get these guys on fish. I mean, it was to see the victory, dude, on, with, mm-hmm. with tuna. Isn't that cool? That is crazy. So you don't realize that now, Steve, every trip that we do on the victory, we expect to have tuna. <laughs> 50 oh, and course, above. Of course. Even the, ones yeah, of course. In, even the ones in January and February. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone expects. Now, you guys should hear the phone calls. I'm getting a 1,000 phone calls a day regarding these bluefin. But, uh Victories, uh, they're departing every day at 6 a.m. Um, and for the time being, we don't know what we're doing every day. You know, we're just kind of playing it by ear. So for the time being, guys, bring a bring a 40- and 50-pound rod just in case. Um, I'll try to keep you guys updated daily on, you know, the plans for the following day. But um, just just bring a 40- and 50 just just to be safe. Yeah, well, it's it, how, how do you call that? I mean, you have no idea. That's why I'm glad Steve is saying this. Guys, you got to come prepared. You know, come mm-hmm. prepared for something that, you know, some light stuff like bass, maybe a, a halibut, maybe a yellowtail. But then you got to bring one that even if it's in the rod rack, you have ready to go just in case. Every day is different. Weather patterns, wind patterns, everything makes a difference. So be prepared. If they see a foamer and you're fishing uh, – uh, sculpin, I guarantee you the boat's going to move. Oh yeah. Okay, and you're not going <laughs> exactly. to be able. You're not going to be able to do it with a two hook gainion and the dropper hoop. <laughs> it's not going to work. Okay, so listen to Steve. Steve, one more time. What do you recommend as far as tackle? Uh, bring a you know for our three quarter day trips. Bring your bring a bass rod. Bring a 20, 25 pound rod, but also bring your forty and fifty. That's very important, guys. Uh, number two up to one zero circle hooks. They're biting the snipers a little bit. Um, just, just be prepared. That's all I. That's all I can say. Excellent, excellent. What's the El Dorado doing? El Dorado, uh, believe it or not, our guys wanted to fish the island. You know, the few trips we made. You know, with this, we had that weather come in this week, so right. we were able to make it out a, you know, a few times. And we normally don't do this, but we kind of, you know, talked to the talked to the anglers during check-in and when they got on the boat, and pretty much all of them wanted to fish the island. They didn't. They didn't want to go offshore. So. They had a really good yellowtail fishing, calico bass fishing, you know, then, as usual, topped the sacks off with some quality rockfish. Yeah, um, let, me, let me interrupt you there. I saw photos coming off the Tornado, I mean, the Tornado, the uh, El Dorado, okay, and amazing, amazing yellowtail quality. It was, in fact, it was Yeah, these are up to 35 pounds. Yeah, yeah Ryan. Ryan, our friend yeah. Ryan Cruz Camp. So he, that was nice. And he said it there. He goes, you know what? Mm-hmm. Everybody forgets the yellowtail. We love fishing for yellowtail. We wanted to go fish that. Mm-hmm. And he was one of your passengers. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Steve. Steve, so uh, how do they get a hold of uh, the landing? It's uh, 562-432-8993. That's our phone number. Uh, we, we do request that you do book online. Uh, it's longbeachsportfishing.com. Click book online. If you have any problems, like I said, give us a call one more time, 562-432-8993. Let's, let's go fishing, guys. Yeah, let's go do it. It's great fishing. Steve, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week, bud. Take, take care, brother. All right, thank you. Okay, guys, we got to take a short break here. It's Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. And hold on a second. I got to give a quick shout out to my buddy Sal and Marlene. 
Okay. And so, Julian uh, from DVO. Okay. And then uh, Dave Orb is uh, Fish and Silver today. There you go. Okay, we'll be right back, guys, on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. Crumbles to the ground, though we refuse to see. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. music to welcome in our next guest oh yeah he's on the line we're calling the os Ooh. or the so depending if it's signing it legally with a <laughs> comma the guy that got the initials wrong they're backwards yeah it should have been syndicate fishing yep. so that sergio, sergio feinstein would have meant you know, but it's fishing <laughs> syndicate folks oliver Solis. good morning oliver Good morning, Sergio. What a show, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great show. <laughs> is it crazy or what? We got tuna all over the place. It is unbelievable, to say the least. Two, three miles from the beach. That's right. I mean, can't, and I'm, I mean, can't I'll, even follow me anymore. Yeah, I, I was, um, uh, I mean, we've been talking to Steve Carson, so he was fishing all the way down to Guadalupe, all the way up to... To Channel uh, Islands. Channel Islands. Yeah. They, they caught one off of Santa Cruz. Right? Yeah, the, yeah, the Island Tack caught one yesterday. Uh, uh, the captain, I was talking to him last night, told me that that's the first uh, tuna caught off Yellow Bank in, uh, since the Ron, 70s. Ron, you know who caught it? Ron. No, it was Donald. It was Donald Fuqua uh, on the Island Tack. So we fish with him all the time. We love that. It's a little Mm -hmm. tiny boat. Ron loves that boat. At anchor, too. At anchor. Okay. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty cool. All right. So, yeah, there's great fishing, Oliver. Great fishing, and uh, there's great gear available. In fact, I was telling listeners I'm going to head over to the La Habra 
office today. 200 uh, Main Street, correct? No, Beach Boulevard. 200 South, South Beach Boulevard. South Beach Boulevard, which is basically before you get to Whittier Boulevard. <laughs> okay, that's where it dead ends. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's where it dead ends. You know, the reason I know is my years at Pfizer, I had a uh, doctor over there. There's a clinic across the street from you just at Whittier. And um, I want to say, uh, I think they closed that particular medical group. But, um, yeah, that's why I know where you are. So I'll be there today, probably go back and buy in CGT around noon. If anybody wants to come by and, and see us, you know, come on by. Okay. So uh, excellent on that. Uh, what I want to do is, Ron, we've got a couple of trips we've got to let people know about before it's too late. Do you want to go through them? Yeah, I do. Um yeah, we do have the, you know, the uh, Western Pride coming up. We've already talked about it, but you got to call the landing at 949-673-1434. And that is for the twilight trip. It's from 6.30 p.m. to, you know, be, be after midnight before we get home. So, mm-hmm. um, guys, it is a blast to go out in twilight. Uh, get, get out there. Get all our Anger Chronicles friends out there, and let's make this a I don't want to say nothing. Ron, I don't want to say nothing, yeah. but big fish have been biting at night. <laughs> just no, saying. Just saying. I'm just telling you right now, and you know, bring, like they said, bring something 40 pounds on up, just yeah. in case. Yeah. I mean, besides, it, it's then, our trip, so we, so we get to go a little right. crazier, you know? And then we have the real fun coming up on the 18th. Um, we do have some spots open on that, and that one you would call 714-969-9750. Is that a, a half day? Left. Is that a half day or three-quarter day? That, no, that's a three-quarter day out of Dana Wharf. That means? And actually, it's been, changed. it's been changed from the real fun to the sum fun, which is okay. We have Captain Brian Woolley aboard. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, that'll be a – well, I'm expecting a really good trip. Yeah, because so, we, we limited low to the uh, 20, I think. And then what we'll do is um, we'll – I'm sure we'll go look offshore, especially with Brian. Okay, so, um, yeah. yeah, we'll probably and go look then, offshore. And too. then I got something really special that I want to talk about right now real quick. And I am going on this trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Helena, Captain uh, Calvin Cooper, called me and said that he's putting together a uh, offshore trip on the Helena. And he's only taken ten people. Wow! And it will it will be extending the day. It will be from six a.m. until we get home, and it will be looking for the tuna. The, they do have some Dorado sightings out there. Um, it is going to be. Uh, you do have to call the landing on that one and book it through the landing at eight 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 two two four zero six zero three. And the price is going to be $200, but remember, guys, we're going to be offshore with 10 people. And if you guys, the Helena is a blast. And Calvin well, he, great, here, here's the skipper. big yeah. Calvin's a very good offshore fisherman. In addition to that, right. the fish are 3 to 30 miles from Dana Wharf. So well within reach. Right. Uh, it, it's actually about the, the distance to Catalina, so from here so it, it, it's great it'll be easy that's going to be a ton of fun so you're going to be yeah, on i'm going i'm actually going to be going on that trip so you know okay. i'll give, post give calvin a call yeah I'll, trip. I'll post something up today okay and uh on the angler chronicles facebook page and we'll share it around so come and join us so the the next few trips are monday the western pride call the landing wednesday on the real fun it's a three-quarter day more than likely we're going to go offshore 
And that'll be, uh, that's called the landing or you? Uh, they, on, uh, real fun. On the Western Pride, they call no, it the real landing. Fun. And on the some fun, which is, that's what the boat's been changed to, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you call me at 714-969-9750. Okay, so when you, when you call Ron, we guarantee you limited loads. So we will be limited loaded to uh, go fish for some of these bigger fish. And then and those uh, fish are close enough that I expect some per- cool stuff. Okay, and if you're planning uh, ahead, get on that Helena trip. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, so uh, if you're planning ahead, the 26th of August, we've got the Enterprise three quarter day. The Enterprise yes, this I week. Am, yeah, this the week the Enterprise. Rick caught a got a nice tuna. Yeah, they got some nice yeah. tuna. Mm-hmm. What'd you say about the 26th? Uh, that is the Fishers of Men trip as well. We'll be on that one as well. Uh huh. But they, yeah, just come out with Fishers of Men, okay, and support them. And right. then we have a trip. Phone number is seven one four three two nine three eight five three. It's on our website at anglerchronicles.com. And, and, and then the round off the month, we have an overnight on the Toronado. Is that turning into a day and a half or just an overnight? It's still an overnight. I've been on the phone. Uh, he's trying to cancel the trip so he can make it uh, a day and a half. So, okay. Because I'll uh, be honest with you, even though it's there. even though it's three weeks away, the tuna will not go that far. Okay, <laughs> so it'll be right. within an, an overnight trip if you can ca- if you can catch them on a half day. An overnight, you should be in pretty good shape. At least get within range. All right. So that covers Absolutely. all of the trips that we have for the rest of this month. Let me just repeat them. Western Pride, call the landing this Wednesday. The Helena, it's only 10 people. Call the landing. Better hurry up. It's only 10 people. Uh, the following Wednesday, the 18th, you have the Sum Fun. It'll be a three-quarter day trip. That will be limited load. You call Angler Chronicles, okay? And then you have the Enterprise on the 26th of August. And that's a Fishers of Men trip, so come out. They, they do raffles on the boat, everything to raise money for the shoe giveaway that will be happening at the end of September. And then to round off the month, the 31st of August, we'll be leaving on an overnight on the Toronado, fishing September 1st. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, sounds good. That covers all our trips, okay? Um, let me see. Um, what are we missing here? We didn't postpone anything, did we? No. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, what's no. That? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. we did. We canceled the uh, thing on, at Elsinore today, but uh, Cliff's out there representing us. Okay, very good. Good very, morning, Cliff. Very good. And, uh, hey, um, also I want to mention Taco Tuesday is going to be on the 24th. Okay. Instead of the 31st. Because we we'll be, be on, on the tour. Not okay. So Taco Tuesday, guys, pay attention. It'll be August 24th. Okay, I'm actually putting it in my in my calendar right now. Okay, so we're good. All right, uh, let me see. You just showed me a nice little picture, which I posted. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what's going on in uh, the East Cape? You know, the Fishers of Men have the men's tournament, the 17th annual men's tournament going on. And they, they got into some nice uh, yellowfin tuna yesterday. Yeah, it looks like uh, that day one, Graham took uh, took the jackpot with a 31.8-pound yellowfin yeah. tuna. And there were there were some big fish in the area, too, because I know the Bisbee's been going on. I think they, they got some hundreds, uh, hundred high hundreds on the yellowfin. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, good quality fish. So, yeah, we'll be there at the end of September. You know, you guys are just talking about going out on the Helena there with only 10 people, but... Uh, 
Turns out, it looks like they're getting some Dorado, huh, mixed in. Yeah, they, they, there's Dorado. Let me tell you, you know, we, we mentioned it with uh, Danny Jackson. I mean, I we found 70-degree water leaving uh, Huntington Harbor, headed to the east end of Catalina. We found 70.2-degree water. Jeez. We found the kelp, and it was on. Okay, so Dorado are there. It's warm water, so it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yellowfin are mixed with a bluefin. That tells you it's warmer water, Okay. All right, Oliver Solis, I've got you on the line here. Um, let me let everybody know I'm leaving Thursday for Alaska, and we've been talking with Oliver. You know, what kind of rods I should take for that particular trip and why? Because he's bucking the system on me. He says, no, you need to take this. And I go, no, I want to take that. So I'm going to go with his recommendation. But do me a favor, Oliver. Uh, tell people what I'm going to be taking that you decided upon. So, you know, based on the conversations we've been having with uh, some of the captains out there and the rods that they are currently already fishing from our lineup, uh, the seven-foot heavy and extra heavy, which are the same rods that you've taken down to Baja, uh, right. those are going to be perfect for, you know, the rockfish and the big halibut, uh, you know, fishing them with 40 uh, on the heavy, up to 60 on the extra heavy. Uh, and that's going to help you, you know, uh, take care of the big fish. And then on the salmon, um, you know, like, any, like everything else, when you ask people for their opinions, you know, 100 people give you 100 opinions. I got two captains who are saying, we want a straight full graphite rod, which is what you're going to be taking. Right? You're going to be taking that uh, eight-foot inshore XL and the like. Um, Joe Sarmiento has fished both of those rods up north for salmon, and he loves that XL uh, for that application. Uh, there's also the, the composite. Uh, the light and medium inshore that you already have, you've been using locally for the light bait. Right. Uh, there are those captains that want that glass tip because they want something that's, that's got a lot of action and that's going to load uh, because they, you know, they believe that with a rod like that, it won't be pulling hooks as much as you would with graphite. Yeah, and remember, uh, folks, and on a salmon, on a salmon, they have very soft mouths, so you mm -hmm. have to be very careful. They and will bounce. I definitely understand both concepts, right? Because when you talk to guys fishing sea bass here locally, uh, you get both responses. You get the guy that wants a straight glass rod because he wants a soft tip that's not going to pull the hook. And then you got the guy that wants a full graphite uh, because of the action and, and the power on the rod. So, um, you know, it, it'll be fun to see how it goes with, you, with, these, with these rods. I wish you could take six so that you could take both the composite inshore and the graphite inshore and then, you know, See how that goes, but um, having to take four, you definitely want to take those two graphite rods. I think those are going to be definitely more fun. And then the seven foot heavy and extra heavy, uh, which are you know part of our all purpose series because, like I said, you could fish that up in Alaska and you could take that down to Baja. Uh, we well, got I, fi I fish them on some operations. of the I fish them on some of the party mm -hmm. boats. Uh, the extra yeah. heavy with a uh, accurate. You know, six hundred or Steve. The equivalent yeah. would be what? Uh, the, what would be the equivalent, Steve, of an accurate six hundred size? A torque. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a torque thirty. Uh huh. And torque thirty, which can can uh, uh, be had in uh, either, either silver or gold, and it's a two speed to make it easy when you hook one of those monsters. Yeah, exactly. So that that's a good. That'll be a good combination to take with me. Uh, for uh, because I'll be going deep, and these halibut are probably. I mean, the slot limit is under 70 inches and then over 
Oh, gosh. But bottom line, I think they translate 50 pounds and under you can keep or 200 pounds and over you can mm -hmm. keep. So uh, I think we're going to be targeting the 200 <laughs> over. Just get one and call it a day. All right, everybody, hang on tight. i got to take my last break. This is Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. In her eyes and flowers in her hair. Angels Radio. AM830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. This is Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA. This is Angel Chronicles. Hey, um, all right, so listen, we've got, uh, what, maybe nine minutes, uh, Leilani? Mm -hmm. About nine or ten minutes. So what I'm going to do is we've got Ron, we've got Steve Carson, we've got Oliver Solis, we've got you, Andrew, and myself. I'm going to give you uh, maybe a minute, just, oh, we got 13 minutes. I'm going to give you each a minute. It's a free-for-all. Okay, just tell me anything you want to say in about a minute, okay? And, or anything that you want to say, you say it. And uh, we'll call it a day. So let me go ahead and start with Ron. You got a free for all, a freelance one minute. Okay, cool. Um, the only thing that uh, I want you guys to do is when you're going out tuna fishing, make sure you've got the right equipment. Bring your stuff, full tools, fresh line, top shots, whatever it is you need, but put enough line on there. Just Come prepared. You need everything from 20 pounds up to 100 pounds, and be prepared. You've got a chance right now to catch a fish of a lifetime. Take advantage of it, and that's what I'm going to do on Wednesday. Excellent. All right. Andrew Mack, go ahead. Yeah, it's funny that Ron talks about the fish of a lifetime. Um, what i got to say is take your time, get a good picture. Because if you get that fish of a lifetime, that picture will last forever. And I won't post it. <laughs> so make sure the sun is in your face, not behind the camera. You know, take your time, get a good background. You know, Serge always tells me, don't take a picture of the parking lot. You know, get a picture of the lake or the ocean, wherever you're at. Um, and then uh, just get that good picture. You know, clean the fish off, make sure it's not all bloody. I know that us fishermen love to see that, but, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they, they kind of. off. Yeah. So if you guys want to know exactly what we're talking about, look up um, Penn Fishing University, okay, on Facebook. It's a, it's a um, 
group page and just go in there check it out steve has amazing photographs because he takes five minutes gets everything washed everything clean he, you know, he even makes sure the floor uh, the, the the bottom of, i mean the um the boat deck is actually clean and and that's so important so very good good picture okay steve carson your turn well, yeah, one quick thing. Um, there's a, a lot of debates online these days with all these big tuna around. Do you need a two-speed or do you not? If the tuna are going to be over 50 pounds, which a lot of times they are, yes, you do need a two-speed. It does not make you less macho, uh, but what it does do is it ensures that you have your shot at that fish of a lifetime. And I echo what Ron says line 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 the main mistake i see people make has to do with line they have last year's line they have 10 year old line they have a reel that's halfway full of line they have the cheapest spool of line they could find at wally world not to pick on them <laughs> um, <laughs> um line if you want to catch fish fresh line the proper line and have it on a two-speed reel the fish are going to be over 50 pounds and I also often hear from people that want, oh, I want just want one rod that does it all. You're going to go out and you're going to play Tiger Woods in golf. What's your one all-around club? No such thing can't happen. Fishing rods are like golf clubs. Each one does a fairly specific job. Match the right ones and bring them all for what you're going to be running into. All right. Good, good. All right. Uh, let me see. Oliver Solis, your minute of fame. Listen and learn, watch and learn. Fishing is a science. So pay attention to what people that are catching fish are doing. Listen to the deckhands. Listen to the captains. That's going to get you to the right place of knowing what gear to have, what gear to buy. And then just go out there and have fun. Uh, it's supposed to be a sport. And sports, as competitive as, competitive as they, can, they can be, they really are for the fun. So get out there and have fun. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, unfortunately, because this comes recommended by a dear friend, I'm going to take two minutes. I'm going to cover two things. This message comes to me as a Sergio, can you tell me about a good steak in your minute? And give Andrew <laughs> Mack another minute since you took a few seconds. LOL. Uh, my dear friend, Trujan Bias, I'm not giving him any more minutes. He's done. Okay? I get to take him. Okay? So... Uh, best take I've ever had in Southern California. Uh, I think it would be a tie. Uh, I would say at the ranch in Anaheim, uh, they have a steak that'll set you about about $105 just for the steak, mm. but it's unbelievable. Uh, and then they're the bone-in ribeye, either at um, Fleming's or Morton's is good. Okay, there are some Argentine places, but we don't necessarily do the bone-in ribeye. We do a different type of cut. But if you want that, that's good stuff. Okay, so my best to you, Chuchin. Okay, keep up the work, good work, and keep up the good fight. Okay, uh, my second minute, I'm going to use uh, to tell people pay attention. I think you've heard here about line. Uh, equipment, you know, pay attention to the tips that the captains are giving you. Uh, right now is a very good opportunity to get a fish of a lifetime. Okay? So why not get it? Even on a half day. Okay? Even <laughs> on a half day. So be prepared always. 
or do some of the crazy things that Mac, Andrew and I were talking about here about looking up the different line classes mm -hmm. for IGFA and then go fish those even though they're super light like for tuna there's an open slot for six pound test yeah six pound for bluefin is vacant as well as two pound test okay there you know you find a 20 pound fish it's doable on mm -hmm. six pound you just got to have a lot of six pound and then what you do is you make sure that when you buy six pound test that you buy tournament line in, in other words something that's rated to break okay at 10 pound because if you buy out line and then you send in your line and it breaks at 20 you, mm -hmm. you you're at 20 class okay so make sure you have tournament line so if you want to get crazy get crazy uh, fishing i just learned today is also a science so not only is it a sport and i'm an athlete now i'm a scientist <laughs> okay i like that oliver i like that so steve <laughs> Ron, it really is. We're athletes and we're scientists. I, I, I I'm digging that. I'm really, mm -hmm. really digging that. So, all right. So, um, go have a good time. Have fun out there. Uh, be kind to one another, please. Okay. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I keep watching the news, and you know, just, just drop your head, just go fishing, get some yep. air, take a deep breath, and go have some fun. Okay. Any other recommendations you guys want to make? Other than yeah, come and fish with me. Come and fish with me on the 11th on the Helena. Okay, there you go. Go fish with Ron on the Helena. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'll be in Alaska. I leave Thursday, so I'll try to call in from Alaska during the show. Um, they tell me that the cell phone is spotty, but they do have a hard line, so I'll try calling from a hard line. It's like me and the Blue Jay. No, I actually, oh, okay. I actually relax and call in, <laughs> given it's our show, you know. So that's good. Okay. Um, Let's see. That's uh, it. Uh, be kind. What be you, kind what to one another. What do you got coming up? You got anything coming up? Uh, me. Uh, let's see. Coming up. Not really. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not the. Not too fishing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me. You know, how do they get on the center console with me on the AC sled too? I would love to take a lot of people fishing, but right now, as you know, there's still a bit of a COVID issue. Mm -hmm. I am fully vaccinated. Um, and the people that go with me are fully vaccinated or have had it or both. Okay. So, um, that's what's going on. So I wasn't going to say nothing, but I've been missing in action for two weeks. And the reason was I got COVID. I got Delta. Okay. And it's really funny. I got it. The people around me did not. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was mild to nothing. I mean, it's just a sniffle. You can probably still feel to have like a congestion. But it's been, what, 20 days now since the onset, so I'm doubly cleared, um, so I'm good to go. So now I have the, the antibody and I have the vaccine. So that's a double whammy protection for future. Uh, well, what I said to everybody is this. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Independent, or Republican, okay? This is about science, okay? Mm -hmm. the, 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 getting the vaccines about science and i get a lot of you know this and that and this and that guys remember i worked for pfizer i got the skinny from the pfizer people when they were making the vaccine and what this whole thing's about this thing's real it got politicized unfortunately mm -hmm. but this thing is real my worry is that we don't eradicate this or bring it under more control 
and eventually what's going to happen, we're going to have more variances. And the variances will get more lethal, they'll get more contagious, and they'll really start causing a lot of um, havoc on our community. So I don't want, I mean, I hate being masked. I hate being masked. Okay? Oh, yeah. So the one thing you guys can do on your own is take some vitamin D3, I would say about 500 micrograms, uh, micro units, and um, zinc, 50 milligrams. Now, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not telling you to take them. I just say those are two good um, supplements uh, to take. Check with your doctor before you do anything. Okay. I heard tequila, too. That, that kills tequila, everything, right? Tequila t- takes care of everything you have inside <laughs> your mouth. Oh, okay. Inside your mouth, you have germs and stuff. Yeah. Now, the problem with COVID is in your nose. Oh. So if you want to snort some tequila, <laughs> that would kind of cool. That's hardcore. <laughs> hey, diabetics, you can drink tequila because tequila is made from agave. It's I, not based on I sugar. tried that. It didn't work. <laughs> what? Snorting what? You tried snorting it? It didn't work? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I I did that, and look what happened to me. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I don't remember. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, hair started growing yeah. from the back of his head. Must have been one of those days with Ben. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's asking where's Ben. Ben is fishing right now. He'll be he'll be here next week with Ron, and uh, maybe Andrew. You can come in. I'm oh, sure yeah. Steve will be on the phone. Um, I'll be up in Alaska, and uh, we'll go from there. And I've got to toss and turn and see if I'm going to listen to Oliver or not. There you okay, go. Because I can only take four rods and four reels. There's a limit. That's it? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what I can take to it. So it's like, do I go with his four, or do I change him up? Are you going to bring an ice rod like uh, like Rick? I can't. I mean, it's only four. <laughs> I can fit in your carry-on. <laughs> but that would count as one, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Alaska says... It's actually two rods per person with two reels. Oh. So John will take two, I will take two, you know, and so that'll be the four. I mean, I'm sure John will be using them, but. I mean, I could bring two, but, you know, still the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so we talked about totem pole, the six feet underground. Mm-hmm. You know where the worms are? You'll be <laughs> I'm below in the that. worm bed. Huh? You'll be below Oh, that. below the worms. Oh, oh, great. Just above the water. At least okay. I have some good bait, though, if I reach upwards. Yeah, you can yeah, there you have go. food. You just suck up a couple of <laughs> earthworms. Okay. All right. Uh, how many minutes do you say we have, uh, Leilani? Oh, we've got less than a minute. So I just want to wish everybody a very, very good week. Get out there fishing. I mean, tuna on the half day, guys. Are you kidding me? 130-pounder. 130-pounder. So wow. I know that's not going to be the typical every day, but you're not going to catch them if you don't go fishing. Yeah, and tuna at Channel Islands, too. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Carson, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the ICAST. But I only got 20 seconds left, so we'll, we'll take care of that next week. There's a lot of great product coming out, although it was a smaller ICAST than we're used to given the, the, the COVID. Okay? So, everybody, be good to one another. Be kind to one another. And, um, you know, just remember, we're athletes. And oh, we're yeah. scientists. Oh, yeah. Oh, gee, that's my <laughs> Everybody, have a great week. And we'll talk to you from Alaska and from Anaheim next week. Bye. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.